This week is Shabbos Mavorchim Chodesh Ador. So I think we can speak about the idea of Mishinichnas Ador Marbin Besimcha. There's a Gemara in Mesechtas Tainus. The Gemara says that Rav Broika once was walking with Eliyohu Anovi. So he asked Eliyohu Anovi if he can show him some people that are B'nai Oilam Haba. So Eliyohu Anovi pointed to two people who had just walked into the marketplace. And he said, those two people are B'nai Oilam Haba. So Abroika went over to them and uh, he asked them, what do they do? Are you Gracia Talmidei Chachomim? They said, no. So he said, so what do you do? So he said, if we see people that are sad, we try to cheer them up. We tell them a joke, we tell them a maisa, whatever it is, we try to make them happy. So why is that make you a benoilum haba? So I first understood Pshad in this Gemara back in the Alter Heim in Denver. So uh, in Denver we had an amusement park called Lakeside. Uh, this was Mamisha, an old, aged. The roller coaster was Mamish, uh, an antique. It was older than me. And they had a deal that if you read your kids or your kids read a certain amount of books in the summer and you filled out this, this uh, paper that they read a certain amount of books, you were given a free night, a free day pass in Lakeside. So every night my wife told the children, you go to sleep nicely, Tati's going to read you 25 books. By the end of the summer, my kids had read 168 books, so we're ready to go to Lakeside. So for Shtetsuch, you know, I'm going to Lakeside, you never know who you're going to meet. I make sure I'm wearing my hat, my jacket, I have two sets of, uh, two Gemaras with me, just in case some other Frumayid comes and, you know, I want to look like I'm learning. And so I'm there, dressed yeshivish, and uh, in the daytime, the, the real Geshmaka rides don't open until the nighttime. So at night, you have the comet and the vomit, that opens later. But in the afternoon, it's the kiddie rides. So um, I'm standing there, and my daughter is on this little ride that goes around and around, and every kid has a little machine gun, and you can go... <laughs> and so they're having a good time. And I turn around, and I see this guy standing next to me, and he's got like a ponytail. He's more, he's got more tattoos than Alejandro and his brother together. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's got a t-shirt that says, blow your brains, not your nose. He's got a belt made out of barbed wire. He's holding a six-pack of Bud Light. Did not look too yeshivish to me. I checked my wallet, it's still there. Then I turn around 
and all of a sudden this guy has a smile on his face. He looked like the nicest person. And I chapped. Both of us are enjoying the most happy experience you can have. We're watching our children being happy. Their happiness is touching us. And he was transformed. And I realized there's nothing more special than seeing your children being happy. When you make another Yid happy, you're making HaKadosh Baruch Hu happy. When a Yid is suffering, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Kalani Meiroshi, Kalani Mizroi, you're causing me tsar. When a Yid is happy, you're causing HaKadosh Baruch Hu Simcha. So the first step is, you want to be besimcha, make sure you make somebody else happy. Purim is not a time to put down another person and make sure you destroy them. You want to be besimcha, make the other person happy. But how do you make yourself happy? There was a guy who went to a psychologist. He said, doctor, I'm miserable. I don't know why I'm not happy, I'm depressed. So the psychologist said to him, listen, I charge $200 an hour. And to cure you is probably going to be 20 or 30 appointments. So I don't want to take your money, I got a better Aitza for you. The circus just came to town. They say there's a clown in the circus that makes people roll with laughter. You'll go to the circus, you'll be so happy, all your problems will be solved. So the guy says, doctor, I'm the clown. In other words, sometimes we make ourselves miserable. We, we, you know, we, it's up to us. You can go to a clown, he can make you happy, but the clown himself can be miserable. We can have every reason to be happy, but we can be miserable. The Welt says that children seem to be always happy. Adults train themselves to be miserable. You have to realize that the decision to be happy is up to you. It was a miser with the great Godel, Zalman Margolis. He wrote Svarim, but he was also a businessman. Now, one of the this you have to know is if you go on a business trip, when you come home, you have to bring your wife a present. So one day he went on a business trip and he brought his wife a full-length mirror. And she was thrilled. Sometimes you get lucky, you buy the right present. He bought the mirror, she loved it, she was excited. A week later, the maid was cleaning the house and slipped and smashed into the mirror and she broke the mirror to smithereens. And Rizalman's wife was devastated. She was crying, she was subrochen. And Rizalman is sitting there learning, he says, Rizalman, how can you sit and learn? The mirror's broken. He says, Zelda, I can't explain it to you now. 
A week later, she's still, you know, she's still mourning the mirror. She says, how can you be, how can you, the mirror? And he says, Zelda, I'll explain it to you another time. A month later, she says, you know, he goes over to his wife. He says, Zelda, what about the mirror? He says, oh, the mirror is Uzayna Kapora. So he says, oh, now I can explain to you. I said to myself, what am I going to say in a month? Zosina Kapora. I may as well say it now and get over with it. Sometimes things happen, you have to ask yourself, is this such a tragedy? How am I going to feel about this next week? Next week I'll forget about it. So forget about it now. Somebody said something to you you didn't appreciate. You had a bad day in school. Something happened. Somebody got in front of you in line. Somebody spilled something on your freshly, freshly pressed pants. What are you going to think about it in a month? And I'm not going to think about it in a month. So stop thinking about it now. You can choose. Do you want to be happy or miserable? Now, Palm used to say over a quote, people are looking for the city of happiness. But the city of happiness is in the state of mind. It's up to you. You choose. You want to be happy or not. There was a fellow by the name of Dan Jansen. This is probably before your times. He was zoichet to have his face on the Wheaties box. Now, it wasn't so posh. He was the United States athlete to represent America in the speed skating contest in the Olympics. I'm not sure when exactly which Olympics, but anyway, he was a favorite to win, and somehow every race something went wrong. And he was about to win, and he tripped in the last round, or he didn't feel well and he couldn't compete. Anyway, it was down to the final race, his last chance to win a gold medal. And this was the 1,000 meter speed skating race. His race was the 500 meter. This was the 1,000 meter. And this wasn't his favorite race, but this was his last chance. So they decided the only way you can win is if you really pump yourself up about the 1,000 meter. So we're going to get you somebody to work with you. So a psychologist came and said, you have to say a thousand times a day, I love the 1,000. So he said, no, that's crazy. What am I going to walk around all day? I love the 1,000. I love the 1,000. That's ridiculous. He said, okay, so don't win the medal. He said, okay, I'll do it. Anyway, for a week, he walked around a thousand times a day. I love the 1,000. I love the 1,000. And Kachava, he won the medal. And he was like to have his face on the Wheaties box. You never saw it because he's not. Wheaties just made my Millville. I'll go upon him. It's up to you to decide. You want to be happy or not. That's the first you sight. It's up to you. The Pasuk says that Klai came to a place called Morav Loyochlu Lishtois Hain. They couldn't drink the water in Mora because they were bitter. Zoktakotska Rabba, they were bitter. So the water was bitter. If you're far bitter, everything is bitter. If you're far bitter, the eggs are cold. 
Everything is lousy. And if you're happy, whatever they serve is Gavaldic. If you're steiging in yeshiva, we can serve the same cold scrambled eggs and the same saksuka, whatever it is, and who knows what, and it's Gavaldic. The food is awesome. And if you don't want to make yourself happy, then you can make everything miserable, and you can make everybody else miserable. But you have to know another thing. This is another lesson I learned in the Alter Hain. There was a supermarket there called King Supers. And there was a cashier by the name of John. And he was always happy. Always happy. It was a mud nazach. And you know, I come from New York where the cashier doesn't even talk to you. And this guy was talking to everybody. Oh, Mrs. Smith, you bought the beans. What a deal. You're making chili. Say you bought the tissues. What a sale. You got the sale on Coke. What a deal. And he had something to say about everything. And you know, when I go to the checkout counter, I have to deal with many nisyoinus. I have my coupon from Tide that expired in 1986. Should I try using it anyway? Mm-hmm. Then you have the T for Shilas by the checkout counter. It says, you know, this is the express line, 15 items or less. So I have 35 bottles of soda. Does that count like one? Does it count like 30? You know, you have five boxes of cornflakes. Is that one or is it five? And so you're clearing Shilas. What should I? Is this the express line for me? Their vase, you know? And then, you know, and then there's a, you have the Desoyan, there's a National Enquirer. You know, it's possible for me to read the National Enquirer, but I want to find out if the Martians are landing and all the exciting things you can see. So there's Grace and this Yoinus, and all of a sudden this guy, John, he's like the friendliest guy. I'm trying to figure out what's going on over here. So one day I decided I'm going to wait on his line no matter what. I have to find out his secret. So I asked them finally, say, John, why are you so happy? I mean, this guy's probably a Harvard graduate that he can't get a job, but he's working in King Supers as a cashier, making $12 an hour, and his free time he's collecting shopping carts from people who don't know how to put it back in the right place. So why are you so happy? So he says to me, listen to this lesson. He says to me, God is taking care of the world. I can afford to be happy. You're in this lesson of Musashmuz from the guy behind the counter. The Rabbi Shalom is running the world. We can be happy. Everything is under control. The Tatin Shemayim is taking care. What are you worried about? What are you complaining about? You can afford to be happy. So we can be happy. You have a father in Shemayim, the richest father in the world. He can give you whatever you want. And if he doesn't give it to you because it's good that you don't have it, you're being treated and taken care of in the best possible way. And you have to know The zechus you have 
to be a Yid. What it means, this chus to be a Yid. Told many times the Misa with the Yid that had a farm and the Chevra came to him that there was a way that he could make a sale that any Bechoyer that would be born to his cattle would be sold to a guy, and he didn't have to worry about the halachas of Bechoyer. It's okay, they came to him, they told him the sale didn't go through yet. So we told them, by the way, one of my animals did have a Bechoyer, but it died. So they told him, hey Barze, you have to bury it. So he said to them, I'm not burying a dead animal. I throw them over the cliff and I let the coyotes eat them. I don't bury dead animals. What do you think this is? So I said, okay, do what you want. By, well, by the end of the week, hopefully the sale will be finished. So he throws it over the cliff. They come back at the end of the week. The guy says, Rabbi Sai, I want filling. I want sitzes. I want you to learn Torah with me. They said, what happened? He said, I had a few other animals that died this week. I threw them over the cliff. I went down at the end of the week to check out what happened to all the dead bodies, all the carcasses. Everyone was eaten to the bone. There was nothing left of any animal, just the bones. And the mechayr was untouched. The animals know that a Bechoyer is a Bechoyer, that's Kedusha. And I'm a Yid, beneath Bechoyer Yisrael, and I don't know. Teach me. I want to become an Erlich Yid. Because beneath Bechoyer Yisrael, there's nothing more precious, more chashav, more able to give you pride than the fact that you're a Yid. It should, it should give you the greatest happiness. And from the people, the few people who are chosen by HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be his Ben Bechoyer. The greatest joy you can have. You have to appreciate the chashivas of a mitzvah. You do a mitzvah, you don't realize the effect that it has. The impact on the world. Not only what it does, first of all, the schar you get for a mitzvah is unbelievable. The schar of Oilum Abba is forever and ever and ever. One of the problems with the joys of this world is that they're never forever. What's your greatest joy? Pizza? When I finish here on Thursday, it's a conus nefoshes to be near the door. Because there's pizza for lunch. And how long does that pizza last you? Until you swallow the last piece. And then it's over. Till next Thursday, maybe. Whatever it is in this world, it's here today, gone tomorrow. I often tell you about the sidewinder in Elitches, back in the Alter Haim. The ride that people wait an hour and a half to get on, that takes 12 seconds. 
Grand, I went to San Antonio. They have a roller coaster called the Texas Splashdown. We waited an hour and a half, but that ride takes 90 seconds. And then it's over. Everything in this world is that way. But Oilam Abba is forever. You do a mitzvah, you're getting a schar forever and ever and ever. And what you're doing, you know, I once was excited because I was on television. I didn't grow up with a television, but I, I was in the street and somebody running for mayor was in the street and we chased after him and we got ourselves on television. I had to run to the neighbor to see if maybe I had my picture on eyewitness news. Gracious Acher, I was on TV. You know what happens in Shemayim when you're learning? You know the excitement in Shemayim? Two guys sit down to learn. In Shemayim, they're broadcasting the entire scene. They're sitting down to learn. They open the Gemara. They're talking about having a coffee. No, they changed their mind. They're learning. They open up the Gemara. They're learning. The place is going crazy. A hundred thousand malachim are cheering. Do you know what you're doing to the Olamites when you do a mitzvah? Every time you do a mitzvah, he's filled with such joy. The Orachayim, I think the Rosh Yeshiva quoted this earlier this year. He says on the Pasuk, You should rejoice with all the good Hashem gives you. Then he says, like we say, ain't toy velo toira. Real toy is toira. Everything else is here today, gone tomorrow. But toira is not the orachayim. Shemahoyu b'dayodim argishin b'mesikas v'areivus tuba toira. If people would fe- feel and sense the sweetness and the geshmak of toira, hoyimishtagim wislatim achareh, they would go crazy. They would run after it. All the money in the world would be worthless. Torah is so gishmak. It was a yid learning with Rav And they were learning a toysvis. And Rav Shach said to this guy he was learning with, younger fellows, learning, to learn with the Rosh Yeshiva. He says, I want you to know, this Taishvis I have learned my entire life, I've never been Zoichet to get Pshat. Said of learning the Taishvis, and the younger man says a Machshava that maybe can explain Taishvis, and Rabshak says, Oh, that's the Pshat! 
And he says, you just gave me the greatest gift in the world. My whole life is a Wow, this is Brad and Tysfus. I'll give you everything I own. He opens up his wallet. He pulls out $500. He says, this is all I have right now. Here. He felt the joy of Tyra. And you can all feel that joy. Now, how do you feel joy? It's not posh it. I would say most Bachram are thinking, what is this guy talking about? I sit down to learn, and I look at my watch, and I say to myself, it's now 3.30, and Seder is over at 6.30. How am I going to survive? Or let's say you're in high school and Sheer starts at 9.30. Oh my gosh. When is lunch? 12.30. Three hours. What can I do for three hours? Maybe listen to Sheer? Give me a break. Okay, I'll give you a break. Come back and learn. So where's the sweetness? So first of all, if you push yourself into it and you focus on learning and you realize cautious, it's not going to become sweet the second you start. But you'll get there. But it's worth all the effort in the world because when you start to taste the sweetness, there'll be nothing more sweet than that. So the first you said you have to know is it's going to take a little bit of amelis. Kolas cholos koshes. The other thing is the chitzonius will be ma'oyri your panemius. If you sit down to learn, let's take a typical night seder. You sit down, your chabrusa shows up a little bit later, then you start talking about who's going to read. And you start arguing about that, then you decide to go get yourself something to drink, and then you come back and you start schmoozing. If you would learn by his spilus, learn with a lebedekai, just start learning and blast it out. And say that the words out loud and talk it over and think it over and argue it over and talk and talk. Don't just look at the words. You're not reading a book. You don't read the Gemara like Zman magazine. Learn it with a geschmack. Scream the words. Then it'll enter your bones. And you'll feel the geschmack. But you have to do it with a simcha. Do it like it's something you enjoy and it'll penetrate. The point of it, Sherov, of Yosef Kahanim is a chetzadik levrocha, spent his life building Torah. He was older and he was sick and he had a hard time. He still ran around raising money for his yeshiva, spreading Torah. Somebody asked him, why do you do this? How do you do this? You're not young. He said, let me tell you what inspired me. He said, when I was nine years old, we lived in a small town, and one day before Purim, my father came home all excited. He said, guess what? 
a moicher svarim came to town, and I found he had a Vilna shas mesechtes baba basra. And I bought the Mesechtas Baba Basra from the Vilna Shas. And I'm going to give it to the Rav on Purim as a personal Shalach Monas. He says, by us in the family, you always gave the Rav a Shalach Monas. My, my mother prepared a special cake. And we had a bottle of wine. And it was a very special thing to bring the Shalach Monas to the Rav. And we would make a goyrul every year which one of the kids could bring it. So that year, my older brother was going to bring the Shalach Manis, and my father gave me the Baba Basra Gomorrah to bring to the Rav. So we went together, we knocked on the door, the Rebbetzin opened the door with a big smile, and she took the Shalach Manis, and I went in and I gave the Rav the Gomorrah. And the Rav took the Gomorrah, and he held it in his hands and he started to dance hakafos with the greatest simcha. He was mamish dancing around the table as if it was simcha's taira. And I watched and I was, it was amazing. He had a Gomorrah, someone gave him a gift, a Gomorrah. He was dancing around as if it was simcha's taira. And then he turns to his wife, he says, Rebetzin, did you want to give me Shalach Monois? And she says, of course. And he says, you remember we made up, we'll start the suit at five. Let's start at six. So from five to six, I can sit and learn with the new Gemara. And that'll be your Shalach Monois. And so she said, okay. So we started dancing again. He said, I never forgot that dance, that joy. And I said to myself, if that old Yid can be so happy with a Gomorrah. And Gomorrah must be the most kishmaka thing. I'm going to spend my life spreading Torah throughout the world. for that kid will come to Shemayim and they'll show him Ponavish Yeshiva and they'll say, what does that have to do with me? They'll say, it's because of you that there was a Ponavish Yeshiva. Because you were Besimcha, because you got a Gomorrah Baba Basra. If we would take the Gomorrah and take ourselves and tell ourselves, Reb Yid, this is the greatest thing. Just live it with a little bit of joy. Turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu Davin with a little bit more Lebedekite. Put on your tefillin tomorrow morning like a bar mitzvah boch and just do it with a little bit of simcha. Just make the brach a little bit louder. Just think to yourself, what is a chus to be an Eved Hashem? That I'm part of Klal Yisrael, there's nothing greater. I'm the luckiest person in the world. Think about it. And live that way. You will become the happiest people. And Adar is a magical time. It's a time to be besimcha and to earn simcha. We should be zoicha that in this month, when Kal Yisrael was kimu v'kiblu, they makayim the Torah once again b'simcha, they re-accepted the Torah, it's simcha with joy. We should be zoichet our own Kabbalah Satayra. 
our own re-receiving the Torah with joy, with happiness, and that happiness will fill us with joy that will last us forever and ever and ever.